0: Hi, and welcome to the first episode of Tales from the Cartridge Bedtime Stories. Tonight is part one of the 1996 classic Super Mario 64. So lay back, relax, and enjoy the video game story as you fall into a restful sleep. Enjoy. The letter arrived unexpectedly in his mailbox. Sealed with melted wax and a mushroom symbol pressed into it. He opened the letter and read its contents. Dear Mario, please come to the castle. I've baked a cake for you. Yours truly, Princess Toadstool. Peach. A smile came across Mario's face as his stomach growled at the thought of the cake waiting for him. He promptly grabbed his red hat, hanging on the coat rack, and ran to the door. The green warp pipe awaited outside of his home, and Mario quickly ran and jumped into it. Descending down the pipe, Mario emerged, jumping into the air and landing safely on the ground. Ahead of him stood the royal castle. The castle was large, a moat wrapped around it. A stained glass window depicting the Princess Peach showed prominently at the top of the castle. Mario ran. Excitement in every step that he took. As he made it to the red castle doors, he grabbed a hold of the doorknobs and entered inside. Welcome. No one's home. Now scram. And don't come back. Mario stopped. He knew that voice. He knew that laugh, that awful laugh, could only belong to one individual, King Koopa himself, Bowser. Mario looked around the open room. The main floor laid bare and silent. The usual pitter patter of toads and toadettes running up and down the stairs was now empty and quiet. Mario looked left and then looked right his excitement now gone. Against the wall to his left, Mario could see a small toadling, transparent and jumping up and down. Mario walked over to the toad that explained that they, the princess, and everyone else was trapped in the castle walls. Having stolen all of the castle stars, the evil Bowser was trying to use their power to create his own new worlds inside the paintings hanging in the castle. The toad begged Mario to get the stolen stars back and to go through the door on the left. It was the only door not sealed by Bowser. With a smile and a nod, Mario ran to the door on the left and entered inside. On the wall rested a painting of marching Baboms. Running up to the painting, Mario stopped. He put his hand to the painting and touched it. His expectation of touching the hard surface of the painting failed as ripples washed across the painting's surface. With an adjustment of his hat and a deep breath, Mario jumped into the painting. He fell from the sky and landed safely on the ground. Mario looked around in the brand new world. A battle was waging as water bombs rained down from the skies. A pink Babom explained to Mario of the war between the pink and black Baboms. It pleaded with Mario to get the Power Star back from the King Babom, who waited on the top of the mountain in the distance. Mario smiled and nodded, and started to run towards the mountain, up a bridge, and carefully crossing in front of a chain chomp, Mario continued to run, jumping over bombs and goombas alike. Making it to the base of the mountain, he started to run up the spiraling path twisting around it. Large metal spears rolled down the spiral path almost crushing him under their weight. Barely able to jump over them, Mario finally made it to the top. There stood a large babam, golden crown on its head, a large white mustache. It stood there, waving its hands in the distance, proud and strong. The king babam turned to Mario and confidently challenged him to a battle, boasting that Mario could not pick him up from the back and hurl him to the ground. Mario accepted his challenge and ran, quickly beginning behind the king and picking him up and throwing him to the ground. The King Babam grunted in pain. He got up and continued towards Mario again, determined to pick up the plumber and throw him down the mountain. Alas, two more times, Mario got behind the king, picked him up and threw him to the ground. Stunned and in disbelief, the King babam was defeated. And as he exploded into nothingness, only a golden star was left behind. It hovered in place in front of Mario as he walked towards it. The gold shine radiating from it. It was so bright, but Mario could not help but stare at it. Finally, firmly grasping the power star, he celebrated with a peace sign as he warped back to the castle. Jumping out of the painting, Mario had his first power star in hand. It would be the first of many as he would make his way up to stop Bowser and his evil plans. He ran out to the main hall and continued through a door with a golden star on it labeled with a red number one. On the far end of the wall inside the room rested another painting. One that depicted a floating fortress resting in the clouds. A quick jump and Mario entered into the next painting. Again, he landed in a new world. To his left was a beautiful grown tree. He could see the bluebird sitting inside of it. The ground underneath his feet was that of grass. As he looked to his left, He noticed all the details of the fortress towering above him, the enemies that awaited him. He quickly climbed up the ledge close to him and started to run down the path ahead. Large rectangular boulders moved on and off the path in front of him, threatening to push Mario off. Carefully, he maneuvered across them and to the other end of the path, up a set of stairs, and rudely punching a sleeping piranha plant. Mario continued to make his way up to the flying fortress. He can hear large footsteps pounding and smashing around the very top of it. Crossing a long spinning platform and up an elevator, Mario found what was making all the noise. It was gigantic, rectangular, and made of stone. Its face showed angry eyes and a goofy smile, showcasing missing teeth. It was a womp, the largest one Mario had ever seen, and it was obvious to him that it was not happy. It proclaimed to be mad. Mad that it built houses for people, and mad that people continued to walk all over it. But it was done being used. As the womp moved closer to Mario, A shadow was cast over his head. The womp jumped and came down, trying to crush the plumber. Quickly, Mario ran underneath the womp and to the other side of it. As it crashed into the ground, face first, Mario looked and noticed something on its back. Two large band-aids covered an even larger crack going up and down its back. A plan Formulated in Mario's mind. He ran away from the face down Womp before turning back and jumping into the air. Coming down hard on its back, the crack fractured further, causing the Womp to cry out in pain. It wailed, sad to continue to be walked on by others. As the Womp exploded, a golden power star rested in his place. Again, Mario grabbed the star, threw out a peace sign, and warped back to the castle. Back in the castle, Mario turned right and up into a new door. The room was large. Two fish tanks were embedded into the walls. Schools of fish swam around inside the tanks, dancing throughout the water. In between the fish tanks on the wall was a new painting, leading to a new world. The painting was one of a sunken pirate ship resting under water, bubbles rising from the depths around it. Mario took a deep breath and jumped inside the painting. He landed on sand, his feet sinking slightly into the grains underneath him. In front of him was a bay water as far as he could see. Mario didn't want to get his overalls wet, but he knew he had to move forward. Slowly emerging himself in the cold bay water, Mario swam down. Continuing to swim deeper and deeper, he noticed a sunken ship laying on the surface below. Swimming closer to the ship, Mario noticed an eel poking on its head out of the open window of the pirate ship. Swimming out, its long, massive dark red body slithered through the water, ignoring Mario as the plumber swam into the ship. Inside of the ship, he noticed treasure chests. One by one, he opened them, allowing error to escape, which raised the ship back from the depths. Climbing up the interior of the ship rested another power star, which Mario happily accepted and warped back to the castle. Going through the last door on the main floor, the painting towards the wall depicted two snowmen. Traveling into the new world, Mario landed on snow. The world was freezing, flurries flying everywhere, the cold sinking into his skin. As Mario looked around for any signs of any power stars, he heard a crying. Behind him was a small penguin, crying for its mother. Mario knew he couldn't leave this baby penguin behind. Firmly holding the penguin, Mario began to slide down large slopes of ice. The cold winds rushing into his face as he held the baby penguin tight. Finding a platform lift, Mario jumped on. He could see a large penguin in the distance, possibly the baby's mother. As the lift started going down, It swayed back and forth through the blizzard winds. Mario bent his knees, trying desperately not to fall off. As the lift got closer to the ground, he jumped off and ran to the massive penguin in front of him. The penguin proclaimed that the baby was hers, delighted to see that Mario had brought it back. With a happy gesture, the penguin gave Mario a new power star which he happily accepted, knowing that this was the last one he needed to face off against Bowser. Warping back to the castle, Mario felt ready to unlock the massive door up the main floor stairs and to the left. The door displayed a massive power star painted on it. Lifting his hand in the air, the power stars that he had collected so far hovered and began to spin. The stars rained down around the door, unlocking it. The large star door slid open, and Mario entered inside. Running up a small set of stairs, Mario ran down a straight hallway in front of him, red carpet leading the way. At the end of it, a beautiful portrait of Princess Peach rested at the end, on the wall. Mario stared at it in delight, hoping he could stop Bowser, here and now. But he started to notice that the beautiful portrait of Princess Peach began to change and morph the closer that Mario ran to it. It shifted as Princess Peach's image disappeared and Bowser's face now displayed with an evil grin. As Mario took one last step closer, the red carpeted floor underneath him opened and he fell into the pit below. Landing in another world, Mario heard his arch-enemy's voice echo around him. You stepped right into my trap, just as I knew you would. I warn you, friend, watch your step. Mario felt irritated that he let himself fall for Bowser's trap, due to being fixated on Princess Peach's portrait and the cake he so desperately wanted to eat. Ahead of him, in the distance, a warp pipe stood prominently, and likely led to the dastardly lizard himself. Mario headed forward, crossing small and narrow wooden paths and running up steep structures. Small, brown goombas littered the many platforms leading to the warp pipe. As they saw Mario running towards them, their little feet began to scurry dashing towards the plumber with the intent to hurt him. Jumping through the air, Mario landed on the first Goomba, then the second, and continued to jump on them, squishing them flat. As he continued to climb up more structures and platforms, Mario made it to a big red switch in the ground. He promptly stepped on the switch, causing the sloped structure in front of him to shift into stairs. Quickly jumping up the newly formed stairs, Mario made it to the warp pipe and jumped down inside. Falling once more, Mario landed on a large circular platform, bombs circling around the edges evenly spaced out. Large footsteps approached Mario from behind. Turning around, he stood in front of the monstrous Bowser. Good luck, Mario. Princess Toadstool isn't here. Go ahead. Just try to grab my tail. Mario's eyes narrowed to Bowser's tail. He began to run around Bowser, but the dinosaur turned with Mario, his massive eyes following the plumber, trying to keep him away. Mario continued to run, but struggled to get behind the evil king, who continued to turn with Mario while washing the platform with flames shooting from his mouth. Fed up with Bowser's tricks, Mario came up with a plan. As Bowser reached for the plumber with his large, massive claws, Mario twisted and jumped up and over Bowser in his dangerous reach and landed by his tail. With a quick grab, Mario used both hands and began to spin the prehistoric lizard. Bowser's eyes widened as Mario spun him faster and faster. The wind pushed against the one side of Bowser's face as his fate laid in the hands of the Italian plumber. Letting go, Bowser flew through the air. He knew he could not stop what was about to happen. As he soared through the sky, he realized that one of the bombs resting at the edge of the platform was right on his path of descent. Quickly, the shelled horror came down on the bomb, setting it off with a loud boom. The explosion sent shockwaves as Bowser flew back the way he came, landing on his spiked shell. His arms and legs laid back as he admitted defeat. Though he lost the battle, Bowser would not let himself lose the war. He taunted Mario, flaunting his control over the power of the stars and still having Princess Peach. As Bowser swore revenge, he began to warp away and escape, his body twisting higher and higher into the air. He vanished, but not before accidentally, leaving a key behind. Mario stood, staring at the golden key resting on the ground. He was upset, at not having stopped Bowser, but he knew he had to keep going. He walked over to the Golden Key, picked it up with one hand, and gave a peace sign with the other as he warped back to the castle. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode of Tales from the Cartridge Bedtime Stories. We'll be back with a part two to Super Mario 64. But in the meantime, I hope you are in a deep, relaxed sleep, and we'll see you for the next episode. Good night.